Welcome back to Edgework on the Hammer Betting Network, a daily live NHL show Monday through Friday, 10.30 a.m. Eastern Time. You can find us on YouTube as Edgework. You can follow us there, subscribe, turn on notifications by clicking that bell so you get notified every single time we go live. And if you miss a show, you can go back, watch it back again there as well. Or you could go over to any podcasting platform that you have and you could find the episodes after the fact on podcasts. So make sure if you're not watching them in real time or if you're just catching this after the fact and you're on the go to go over to your podcast platforms and subscribe to us there. You can also rate and review the show we appreciate that it goes a long way for us but guys the holidays are i guess kind of over now boxing day has wrapped up so we're moving on to new year's is the next big event but uh coming off the nhl break we got a ton of games today so i'm kind of excited for all of those to break a lot of those down give our best bets on that but before we do, uh, I'm told that there was a massive tease last week. Unfortunately, I missed last week's show uh, for another show that we ended up doing. But there was a big tease on a on a futures bet. Um, Matt, you've got something in store for us. You've got a, a remaining gift from the holidays to give to our viewers. That's right. So first of all, everybody, happy uh, Lou Day that we're all celebrating here in Canada for the holiday that we didn't get on Sunday because we got a holiday yesterday. That one actually counted. So I think we're reverse Lou Dang it back to Christmas on Sunday. <laughs> uh, so, you know, I know we're all wildly celebrating that. And we're going to do so with something that I think, honestly, I got a ton of messages, people just sitting around the Christmas table, you know, hammering back some turkey going like, what do you think it's going to be? Tuesday, you guys going to turn in edge work? Yeah, what do you think it's going to be? 28 to 1. This is going to be really something here. No. Okay, here we go. What's the market coach of the year? All right. Start we start getting the, the juices flowing here a little bit. So we've seen the Devils take a bit of a step back here in the last little bit, right? So Lindy Ruff has come out of the favorite role. And now we've got Jim Montgomery in the favorite role because, you know, apparently nobody expected the Boston Bruins to be really good. Now, if they end up winning all of the games the rest of the way, yeah, he's probably going to win coach of the year. And that's fair. I think they take a little bit of a step back. And honestly, the Toronto Maple Leafs are playing you know, so well to start the season. Maybe yeah, they don't catch, tell Murado. Maybe they catch the Boston Bruins for the division and they don't even win. But we're talking about a 28 to one shot here, right? And so in the coach of the year here, luckily we've got so many sports here with us. He's out there in the Pacific Northwest. So he's got his uh, finger on the pulse of this situation. No, of course, I'm not talking about Bruce Boudreaux here. I'm talking a little bit further south, Dave Haxtell of the Seattle Kraken. I don't know what happened, and well, I guess I do know what happened, right? The Las Ve the Vegas Golden Knights came in and just absolutely warped everybody's mind about what an expansion team should be. Well, now that we kind of got back to sort of regular expansion systems here and not complete sort of fluke scenarios where you just get all these good players and you make all of these deals, yes, the Seattle Kraken are still in their second year of existence here, and. They're, they're nine points back of the Golden Knights right now, but they have four games in hand. They're catching Calgary on the back end of a back-to-back -back here coming soon. There's a very real chance here as, honestly, a team that's playing only slightly worse for my, you know, sort of, uh, you know, uh, home-cooked metrics, if you will. Uh, only slightly worse than the Golden Knights. And the Golden Knights are taking a bit of a step back from an early season start, you know? You're sitting around the dinner table the, on Christmas as well, and you're looking and you're noticing that the NBA is on TV. Oh, the NBA season started. 
because nothing that's happened in the NBA really matters up until Christmas. And honestly, as much as we come here and we talk about hockey every week, nothing that happened before Christmas in the NHL really matters all that much because we're going to be voting on things at the end of the season. And so I think the Seattle Kraken here can make a run at the division title. Now they have like eight to one odds to to win the division title. And that's certainly interesting. But if they win the division title, I think you have to look at the coach who honestly, most people who are admitted diehard hockey fans probably don't know that many players on the Seattle Kraken. Like, as far as awards are concerned, they have the favorite for the Calder Trophy right now, but I don't know that we're giving all of the credit for their success to old Matty Beneers. I think Dave Haxtell needs to be given some credit here. And, it, you know, a lot of it has to do with expectations, right? It's a team that was expected to not come close to make the playoffs. And listen, maybe that happens here, but their start to the season has not been a fluke. I have them rated in the top 10 of the league right now, as far as like on ice, you know, five on five, et cetera, et cetera. Here's the extra element to all of this. Nobody, of course, is talking about the Seattle Kraken, as so many knows, right? Like all these games happen before, you know, well after the Eastern media is asleep. Very first week of January here coming up in the new year, they do a little Canada, Eastern Canada road trip. Here we come with, and this is how this works, right? I worked in television for 11 years. When these teams out West come through Toronto, Ottawa, Montreal, that's when the television producers start to bank interviews with the players, the coaches. That's when they start getting talked about on Hockey Night in Canada and all the intermissions with all these, you know, national game against Toronto on, I believe it's a Thursday. Then they get Ottawa on Hockey Night in Canada. That's when they start to get some attention and they're going to look up and they're going to be like, you know what? The Seattle Kraken team's actually pretty good. And none of us can name three guys on the team, not us, but certainly a certain panel um, that broadcasts uh, hockey games. So the key road trip here, if they can get a win against Toronto, maybe, maybe, you know, grab another win against Edmonton, you know, hopefully get through the Ottawa Montreal gauntlet, if you will. The Eastern media is going to start paying attention. They're going to get a little bit of recognition. And again, this isn't any sort of lock by any stretch of the imagination, right? There's there are 20 to 28 to ones available out there on Dave Haxtell. But honestly, with the fact that they're four games in hand of the Golden Knights, you win three out of those four games in hand. And again, starting with getting Calgary at home on a back-to-back after Calgary plays Edmonton in their first game back, we could see Seattle continue a pretty good run here. And Dave Haxel start to get some consideration here as a guy who, you know, as we see some of these teams that have gotten out to crazy hot starts, the New Jersey's, and then hopefully the Boston's, we start to look and go, okay, who exceeded expectations the most? And it may be the Seattle Kraken and Dave Haxtell by the end of the season. Yeah, I mean, at that um, at, at that price, I think you can definitely make a make, make a case for it. I, I, I would have a couple of concerns. Like, I think that you that you did nail it. Um, Firstly, in terms of in terms of the of the narrative, the story itself, I think that Vegas's success really really hinders um, the the perception of 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 Seattle and and what I mean is that they would need to win this division in order for for um, Hackstall to um, kind of get that bump up, right? So and that's and that's unfortunate because I do view Seattle as a playoff team, um, but just making the playoffs as a second year team is not going to be good enough because of what Vegas did. Um, so, I mean, certainly at, at that price. And and if you think that Seattle's going to win that division, certainly I would recommend looking at coach of the year as opposed to the 6-1 um, or 8-1. to one, but, Yeah, but, we're already talking about four times the price, right? right? Yeah. yeah. And, um, and in, in, in terms of on-ice play, like we've, we've touched on this quite a bit. Like I, 
I really like the Seattle team. I think that um, all they needed was just average to above average goaltending, which they are getting. Um, hopefully um, for them, uh, Grubauer can keep it up because at the end of the day, you can't rely on uh, Martin Jones to carry you for, for the whole season. They will need Grubauer to do something the, the, the rest of the way. And we're seeing the stuff that he's getting. Um, Seattle's doing everything possible to get him those reps. Yeah, and honestly, it, you know, worth mentioning, right? Like, this isn't going to be a situation where they're getting Vesna level goaltending, where if they, you know, honestly, even if they make the playoffs, I think there's a pretty good case. Obviously, you have to sort of see what happens elsewhere with some of these other teams, right? Like, I don't know that, um, you know, Toronto passes Boston, which right now is, you know, from an odd standpoint, more likely than Seattle passing the, the Golden Knights. Uh, you know, if they were getting Vesna level goaltending, you'd be like, oh, okay, well, it's the goaltender that carried them, or this carried them, or that carried yeah. them, right? There's a very real possibility that they're still pretty, you know, uh, lost in anonymity by the time, you know, March and April rolls around. And, you know, again, if we're sitting around talking about the, the Kraken, even in a fight for the division, even if they came a couple of points short there, again, we're talking about 28 to 1 here. So it's all within a certain context. But I think that right now, if you look at some of the other coaches that are in that neighborhood, you're like, none of these guys even have a path, right? Yeah. No, I think when you look at it from that way, it makes a lot of sense. Um, I just think that the success of the Kraken, you know, unless they win the division, the success will somewhat also be looked at as the Flames and Oilers and teams like that sort of underwhelming, you know, versus expectations as opposed to Seattle, you know, overachieving. Um and the other thing is that if, if Boston wins the division or even finishes top two in points in the East, which it looks like very likely that they will, I don't see how uh, I don't see how Montgomery doesn't win this award. I just think that I think it's but, just you know what? He's... completely wrapped up for him. And I hope so because I, I had it, you know, from, from before the season. So I hope you're wrong in this case. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, like yeah, I... you, you say, like you said, like, but you, you mentioned expectations for Boston, like, oh, who didn't expect Boston to be good? Well, like, the market kind of didn't. If you look at like their preseason point totals, they were like, but a lot of that like rated like eighth in the East, right? Um, obviously missing Marshawn and McAvoy for you know a lot of the first uh, chunk of the season. How they were able to kind of you know battle through that. I just think that barring like a significant drop off from the Bruins, I think that he's kind of got this wrapped up. But a lot of that, I mean, you can't say that he's got wrapped up. It's December, right? Like, no, but we're talking a drop off, right? Like, if they no, sure. This I mean, yeah, they're, they're playing, play, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, they're racking up a point total here that's like outrageous, right? Uh, I, I just look at it and I go, okay, this is another coach. You know, we always kind of talk about how coaches are kind of disposable, et cetera, et cetera. So there's another coach of the Boston Bruins who are going to have another good team. And yeah, like the market from a points uh, standpoint, they had them rated down there with the Kings and the Predators and the Capitals. But we also didn't think Marshawn was going to be back as soon as he was, right? So that stuff was factored in. When he comes back six weeks earlier than we expect, then, you know, that kind of has to get thrown out the window. And I know, you know, you guys, you know, keep ratings or whatever. When Marshawn comes back, you change the rating for the Boston Bruins relative to where they were before the season when you thought he was going to be out for an extra six weeks, which was going to be, you know, 10 to 15 extra games here. And so, like, yeah, you know what I mean? I'm not, like, I'm sorry, like, just because we sort of underrated the Bruins before the season started. And listen, Jim Montgomery's uh, plus 200, plus yeah, 250 right now. Obviously. Like, we're not, yeah. we're not betting that anyway. Yeah. And, and again, like, there's a lot of good teams in that division, and one of them in particular that I think is playing, again, don't tell Alex, but, like, probably the best hockey in the NHL from a five on five perspective in the Toronto Maple Leafs, like they can be caught. There is a long way to go. That's sort of the point here, right? We have 50 games left 
or, or close to it in the season. And again, we're talking about a 28 to one shot, right? Like it's probably not going to win. Yeah. But if we only have a couple of sort of hurdles, i.e. Boston maintaining like, honestly, frankly, like a pretty historically great pace. And that's one hurdle that we just have to kind of get away from. And then the other hurdle is this, you know, again, perception about the Golden Knights. But I think once we roll around to, to March and April, again, they have to be in the mix with the Golden Knights. We can remind ourselves that the Golden Knights had it pretty good. And they did, you know, a lot of that was of their own sort of doing. But like that was an outlier. And this, you know, we have to start comparing the Kraken to literally every other expansion team, basically, certainly within the last sort of 20 years here. So, yeah, obviously a long shot, but again, has more to do with the guys that are around him at 28 to 1, who you absolutely, you know, have no shot, you know, Lane Lambert, Craig Berube. Craig Berube is 28 to 1 right now. Like we've fired that guy like three times on this on this podcast over the first month or so, right? How is Dave Haxtall in that sort of range with, you know, Mike Sullivan 20 to 1. Like, okay, I don't think Mike Sullivan's getting credit for what like, you know, his team does necessarily. So, it's just one of these guys who kind of sticks out a, uh, like a sore thumb in a group of guys who have absolutely zero chance of winning the jackass. The only thing I have to add here is that uh they're all Lindy Ruff <laughs> i am oh, not boy. i am not but uh <laughs> so money that one may may uh not age well if the devils continue to take a take a dive that they've been on and uh i mean keith yandel was ridiculed for saying that the devils yeah. would miss the playoffs and now i mean hey they're still they're still in a spot but it's like well, it wasn't that outrageous of a take at that point in time for him to have said that based on what's going on now. And it's worth mentioning that this market shifts quicker than yeah. like literally every other yeah, futures right. and award market, right? Because right. it just takes a five-game losing streak for Lindy Ruff to get like booted out of the out of the favorite position. And honestly, like, yeah, Jim Montgomery is the favorite right now, but like, of course he's the favorite because of what Boston has done from the start of the season up to this point but like that can shift super quickly right yeah, yeah i hate no, to no. reference the nfl markets but like dan campbell went from 200 to one to a plus 150 in two weeks right like right. It, all it takes is a good month or a bad month from somebody else to really sort of shift these things which you know i think we want to get ahead of before we get behind no, i think Haxel should be close to like 10 to one the only yeah. way to attack these markets is just to grab those long prices with guys who have a path when you know when they come about and you're you're gonna end up on six seven guys and you know that's basically the only way to do it of course of course yeah, yeah. all right there you go if you had uh if you had waited the entire holiday break for matt's 28 to 1 long shot now you have it you can go and uh grab those tickets while they're still available as it might move quick if the seattle kraken start moving in a direction to surpass the vegas golden knights uh, in the pacific division out there but a team that we did talk a lot about there we'll go through each of these games and if there's nothing on them we'll just move on go to the next game but starting with a team i i do have something in this game so that they are as everyone has said here kind of performing above expectations in the Boston Bruins in, in terms of where they came in ahead of the year, whether it was uh, just from personal belief or what the market had told us about what they would be. And uh, factoring in a lot of those injuries, they played right through the injuries. It never bothered them. They get the guys back a whole lot quicker than you kind of anticipated that they wouldn't McAvoy and Marshan and very important guys to their lineup. 
And this team has continued to absolutely roll along. They're going to go up against the Ottawa Senators here tonight. And the Ottawa, this Ottawa team has been kind of the flip side. You're looking at a team that went out and they acquired guys. They said, all right, we'll spend some money. We'll make some trades. And you're going, all right, well, Ottawa could take some steps. They were the pesky Sens last year. They were that team you had to watch out for in every single game that they played in. And then you go to this season and it's been... It's not that they're out of games, it's just for what we thought they would be, they haven't been. Uh, Boston, to me, is just a team that is, they're going to continue to roll. I can't really see any situation where it would it would take a New Jersey Devils like fall off a cliff. Uh, I think that even if it'll regress a little bit, it won't be that steep, but I mean... Alex, in this game here tonight, is this kind of one of those ones where you're just looking at it like it's it's Boston is going to take it to Ottawa tonight? I don't have anything here. Um, I, I One thing I did notice that is worth mentioning, it doesn't really have an impact on tonight's game specifically, but the uh, the Sens are like second last or dead last in the NHL this year in um, shooting percentage at five on five. So they should see a bit of an uptick there. Uh, you would figure over, you know, maybe that'll start to level out over the course of the season, something to keep in mind going forward. But yeah, in terms of this game tonight, not the most interested in betting on it. I could maybe be talked into a, into an under, but uh, I, I just, yeah, I'm just, I'm not, I'm not on anything here. I'm on not the Senators. <laughs> this shouldn't come as a surprise based on what <laughs> everything that we just talked about, about maybe not, listen, I'm not sour on the Boston Bruins by any stretch of the imagination, right? But we're getting plus 170 on the Senators at out of fake obviously boston feeling pretty good about the first half of their season here or the first sort of third of the season and honestly ottawa you know we talked about how bad they sort of started because the pieces weren't necessarily fitting and obviously the goaltending is a massive issue here it's a team that not to the level of the kraken not to the even the level of boston obviously but a team that i'm a little higher on as we sort of restart the season going forward does that manifest itself tonight necessarily no not necessarily but on a night where i literally have eight games that i've bet on the ottawa senators at plus 170 are one of those games all right well i've got something that'll feed along with uh with where you're at on this one so hopefully they can tie together yeah. brady kachuk anytime goal scorer plus 200 this is a this is a guy who's taken tremendous steps himself in his personal development this season we're looking at a 37 points in 33 games he's on pace to finish above point per game for the first time in his career and it's more than just point scoring it's it's the way he plays it's it's the leadership it's why he wears the c on that team but it's he's turned into i mean i never got to watch his dad on a regular basis i've seen the highlights i've read stories about him but by all accounts, he's like turning into Keith Kachuk at this point, like the way he plays and just his physical dominance on the ice. But even in today's standards, like he is a premier power forward. That is what Brady Kachuk is. And plus 200 to score here. I mean, he's gotten some opportunities uh, or buried on some opportunities, but I feel like it's going to come uh, a little bit more as the season continues along, which is kind of interesting considering he's at 37 points in 33 games performing above point per game, but I still feel like there's more to him and I, I feel like there's more goal scoring in his game and you take a guy like that, put him in a game where it's going to be physical, it's going to be heavy and gritty against the Boston Bruins and I think this is an opportunity for him to excel and and possibly um, kind of have a takeover moment where he can kind of say like, all right, I'm going to be the physical guy who wills us to a victory here tonight, or at least keep us in the game. So Brady Kachuk 
plus 200 anytime goal score that's that's my only uh bet that i'm giving out on the show today that was like my favorite one coming <laughs> into this so uh that's my that's my pick for this one i'm sure if todd was here he would consensus it with a uh, like over three and a half shots or something <laughs> yeah i know He's probably we don't get the right <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah we don't got the uh, uh, props <laughs> all right um anything in the washington rangers game or we can continue to move on i i got a bet on that game um i'm on the caps in that game uh I, you can probably try a little bit lightly here just because i always seem to be uh lower on the rangers than the market so maybe it's something i'm missing um but i mean i just don't i don't see what it is with this team that's so attractive and what you know has them rated so highly consistently like whether you put a lot of weight into or significance into priors, or if you want to weigh, you know, skew your stuff to more recent numbers, like no matter how you look at it, they've been, you know, bang average and expected goal share this season. Um, they were, you know, even lower than that last year. And then if you look at, you know, okay, well, they've, maybe you want to skew to more recent results since they've won eight of their last nine. Still not the case. I mean, they're like, you know, in the bottom third of the league and expected goal share over that span even. So, you know, their PDO has just been very high. So they've been a little bit lucky. Um, the Caps have been playing very good hockey, uh, you know, and, and over the, you know, whether you want to look at recent sample size or over a long sample size, the Caps are consistently playing better hockey at five on five than the Rangers. And this year, the Rangers, you know, their special teams is bang average. I just can't get to this number on the Rangers. Um, so for me, I think that, you know, yeah, Washington, you know, plus 130, uh, plus 135, that that looks good to me. Yes, yeah, Washington team, one point back of the Rangers as well right now, four game win streak for them. Um, and nine and one in their last 10, it's turned into what we thought might be like, Hey, this is the season. Just get OV all the goals. And it kind of has transformed past like, Hey, we're getting them all these goals. And somehow it's just helped us win. And we're, uh, we're all of a sudden into this one. (laughs) Yeah. Imagine that. I think so much. Did so many have a a consensus on that one or no? (laughs) Uh, Generally, I'm on the same page as Alex here um, in terms of the assessment of Washington and the Rangers. My only concern now is, um, excuse me, is the, is is the Capitals injuries. They're going to hit the ice here in the next few, in the next few minutes for the, for the morning skate. So I think um, I can get there on Washington. I just want to see just how, how 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 much how much more depleted they are today yeah no that's fair all right so keep an eye on the uh, morning skates i'm sure so money will give us updates as that happens as uh, so money's the breaking news guy here if if you haven't tuned in before uh so money is on the on the dial with uh when uh when goalies are starting which goalies are on and off the ice at morning skates and everything like that so if for nothing else you can tune in to hear so money give you real-time updates of who's starting that night so you can go and run to the counter to place your bets for for uh the night's nhl games um i don't know is there anything in the chicago carolina game like chicago is a team that is just to me actively looking for Connor bedard like this watching him go out there and score that goal yesterday they're sitting there salivating thinking like this is the guy he's coming to their team next year and carolina is just absolutely running through teams right now like this team has been very very good uh for the last little while looks like they might have found their goalie of the future but is there anyone have any bets in this game Nope. I can I can always make a case for for Carolina unders, um, especially with the Kachetkov. He's going to start today, um, but I mean, you know, 
Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just can't get there. Um, Blackhawks games are the worst. Yeah. Yeah. If I can't make a case for the for a plus three twenty five underdog, then it's probably yeah. worth walking away from. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, we'll go to a game that I do know we do have some bets on, and that is the uh, the Pittsburgh Islanders game here. Uh, Pittsburgh right now third in the Metro. They're eight one and one in their last ten. They've uh, found a way to kind of get things going after a rough start to the season. A plus nineteen goal differential so far, and kind of talked about like Mike Sullivan. Could he be a guy in in the running for the Jack Adams? Uh, possibly he could be if this team continues to just build on what they have over the last month or so that they've been doing this but you're going up against a rangers team here who or an islanders team excuse me who uh they're not the most fun team to watch they've kind of been that way for the last few years it's slow heavy hockey not many goals being scored and a lot of what they've been able to do so far this season even with the limited success that they've had has come on the back of their goaltending which has been stellar alex what do you got for us in this pittsburgh uh, islanders game i'll throw this one to uh to so many because uh, uh i know he's on the same side here but um i know he okay. likes this probably a little bit more than i do Okay. So uh, we did bet Pittsburgh. Um, where uh, there's basically a, a lot of things that you mentioned. Um, in general, I'm very high on this on this Penguins team. Um, they they carry the play. Um, even 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 in their losses. Um, but besides the last Carolina game, I think that they've had a um, even their losses have been pretty pretty unlucky. So um, and with the Islanders. Um, I've talked about this before. They're they're not a good defensive team, but um, everything gets um, kind of swept under the rug because of their goaltender, right? So, um, and and even with that, with 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 Sorokin, the last little bit here, he hasn't been up to his his standards. Now, granted, that's still that's still well above league average, but um, I think that even even a slight dip with with Sorokin. Um, we see how much the Islanders struggle. So I, I am on the Penguins here. Um, they have their morning skate scheduled at 11:30 a.m. Eastern. So um, so we're still half an hour away from their from their morning skate. I I don't anticipate any 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 surprises. Jari should be in net, um, but Sullivan sometimes he likes to play games. Yeah. <laughs> so um, so I I don't anticipate any any surprises. I know that. The line moved on Pittsburgh. What's the best uh, number right now? Uh, best number min- minus one twenty eight available. Okay, I think one twenty eight. Okay. So we'll track that on the BetSamp app. You can find all the picks in real time. You can find them after the fact. See how this show has done throughout the course of the season so far. Every group, Monday through Friday, you can find us in the BetSamp app. Go to Find Betters, and you can find us there as Edgework. Uh, so we will lock that one in. Pittsburgh minus 128 to win here tonight against the New York Islanders. Uh, and as so many said, not anticipating any injury or goalie news coming out of the morning skate here. So uh, numbers should be good to go. So we will go to a game here that I know Alex does have a bet in, and that is the Minnesota Wild Winnipeg Jets game. Minnesota right now holding the first wildcard spot in the West. They're only one point up on the Calgary Flames, but this team, as weird as it may sound, they, uh, they've kind of 
changed the entire vibe and the outlook of their team since acquiring Ryan Reeves. It seems like they've got some kind of newfound energy and whether that just be because of what he brings in the locker locker room or his physical presence that he brings on the ice in the minimal minutes that he gets but this team kind of has turned some things around and started to get rolling here they're seven and three in their last 10 and winnipeg as mentioned uh and their coach is also in the jack adams conversation their goaltender is in the vesna like these are kind of things that are going to go hand in hand but you get uh you get hellebuck who kind of turns it around from last season where he just wasn't that great and now all of a sudden he's incredible this year it's gonna help your team a whole lot a new voice in the locker room after Paul Maurice had been there for a long period of time um Alex what do you have for us in the Winnipeg Minnesota game tonight yeah so I mean you want to talk about coaching uh Maurice and this team like the Jets I, the Jets are a team I'm not really counting priors on that heavily because this is a team that was just caved consistently at five on five uh, with Paul Maurice and obviously, you know, bonus has done an incredible job there. Um, that being said, I think that this is a little bit short on the wild for me. Um, I think uh, maybe they've been hit a little bit more since uh, I mentioned this earlier, but I think best price. No. Yeah. You can still get like minus one fifteen, minus one thirteen. That's good. Um, I, uh, yeah, I just, this is this is the wild. I don't know if it, it you know. I mean, obviously, it coincides with with Breves arriving. I don't know if that's the reason that they're you know playing better hockey, or if it's just like they're they're finally playing like the team we expected them to be. But nonetheless, um, yeah, uh, the Wild are just the better team here. Uh, it's not as close as the market seems to be suggesting, in my opinion. You know, just playing great hockey after starting slow. Um, this is a team we kind of wanted to see from uh, from Minnesota, and I think that uh, the price is. Just just short enough here for, for me to take a stab on them. Um, yeah, the Jets are, you know, obviously the Jets are a strong team, but I think they're tailing off a little bit more, whereas the Wild are coming on a bit stronger here. And I think that that'll continue to, you know, they'll both continue to trend that way uh, over the rest of the season. So I think that, you know, this is this is just a good price and something that if these teams are maybe playing in a month and a half or two months from now, you're not going to be getting that. Yeah, vigorous cosign for me. This is probably my favorite favorite on the board here uh there was some minus 110s earlier this morning minus 113 is fine honestly anything up to minus 120 is good for me uh one note you know as we sort of the theme of the of the pod is the jack adams award right like bonus is going to get some sort of he's going to get some credit but to me hellebuck is the one who's going to get the credit because we've given him the award of the vesna award before so that's the difference between say a guy like bonus who by the way i think he's around 10 to 1 uh, versus a guy like Hackstall, who's twice that price, is that Vesna element of being like, yeah, but they got Connor Hellebuck. So as much as they've turned around, you, you know, we know that they've turned around their play at even yeah. strength. Like we yeah. give them a little bit more respect, but like the people who vote on this stuff, maybe not that locked in when it comes to the even strength metrics and stuff like that. Agreed. All right. Uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. So money. No, I was just gonna say that I'm um, that I'm I'm neutral on this game right now. I- my concern about uh, about Minnesota is that they have they have started playing better, but um, they've also wins against Chicago, Ottawa, and Anaheim, mm-hmm. right? right? And um, I yeah. think that going going on the road here in Winnipeg is going to be a significant step up. Um, that being said, I I would need a little bit more at the at the prices that you guys got um, on the on the wild. I I I think it's good. Um, so I'm not. I'm neutral right now, but I'd be interested to see where this where this line goes and if Winnipeg becomes more of a dog. 
Yeah. All right, fair enough. Uh, another game here tonight, a team that is in the hunt for uh, trying to catch the Boston Bruins to uh, to take over the Eastern Division uh, and the Atlantic even more specifically. The Toronto Maple Leafs right now second in the Atlantic, but despite how well they've been playing this year and how much of a transformation they've kind of had as a team overall, they're still eight points back of Boston, which is like comical to even think about like i actually have been like i would look at the standings each time and it's it's laughable the fact that they're that far behind despite how well that they've been playing they're seven two one in their last 10 they're on a two-game winning streak you're getting production out of your top two lines all of a sudden you get some resurgence out of your bottom your bottom six guys which has been something that has been a problem here for this team uh over the last little while and now they're continuing to roll and then we're talking about a coach that we've come on here and said oh this guy might be uh first coach fired market and he's kind of pulling his team into the other direction they're they're in the fight this st louis team you don't really know what i don't really know what to make of them to be honest because Every goddamn article that I read is that uh, Ryan O'Reilly and Tarasenko and Pareko and and player and adding on these guys who could be potentially traded at the deadline, but they're kind of just hanging around. They're in the fight, and it's a weird situation there. But uh, this Leafs team going into St. Louis right now, big favorites, minus 175, best price available. Uh, so money, is this game kind of where you'd expect it to be or where you'd think it should be? I do, and... Uh... And and Alex is gonna love hearing this, but uh, I've been called a uh, closet Leafs fan by, uh, <laughs> by by a lot of the Canucks uh, fans here. But um, I I love this Leafs team. Like I, there's 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 not much negative I can say about them right now. I mean, obviously we have to wait until the playoffs start and like where their like real test is. But we're not at the playoffs right now, and the way that they're playing right now. Um, there's not much I can say negative about this team. With the with the blues, um they did place a Tory Krug on um on a long term IR today. I think that it's it's gonna be tough for the blues to recover at this point. And um I think that um Armstrong has has shown um like the ability to kind of look at blowing things up. And I think that um we're kind of getting there on the blues right now. I would be surprised at this point if they if they do make the playoffs, I was in the camp um, before the season started. I was very high on the Blues. Um, in fact, I have a Stanley Cup ticket on them. But um, got them right where you yeah. want them, buddy. Got them right where you want them. Yeah, but, the last time they won the Stanley Cup. Yeah, we're not going to see a repeat of 2019 here. <laughs> I think that it's going to be really tough for this team to to uh, to uh, get back into it, and uh, they should be looking at um, kind of re, um, re- retooling here for the for the next few years. I agree with everything that so many said. In fact, like he, he makes me feel better about the article that I wrote today over at the score that has the Toronto Maple Leafs as the, my number one rated team from here to the end of the season as like as disgusted <laughs> as like, as much as Alex is disgusted by it, as much as so many and I, you know, have our, our, our allegiances to the same team um, <laughs> that, that would hate that concept as well. Like, the numbers are what the numbers are, right? I'm really just kind of like reprinting sort of what I've got. All that being said, you know, I was looking for around plus 150 to bet on the Blues here. And as much as I think they could get blown up, part of this whole break is a chance to kind of recharge. And when the season has gone really badly, then recharging for the positive or sort of kind of, you know, lining things up here for a veteran team. Like, yes, they might lose their next five games, 
but this is their chance to kind of go like, okay, we're starting fresh. We're getting the Maple Leafs at home. Like, let's kind of go here, right? And I know that's sort of like narrative street type of deal, but like, that's what you have to kind of work with when it comes off of these breaks. Whereas you have Toronto, who's going on the road, fresh off of the holiday. They're obviously quite pleased with the start of their season. So from a situational element, now that we're getting a plus 150, plus 155, maybe a little bit higher than that. I've hey, Listen, I'm the guy who's got the, set, the Senators tonight at plus 170. I will also have the Blues or have the Blues at plus 155 or better tonight. Even though, again, I begrudgingly have all the respect in the world for the season that the Leafs have put together so far. It's, it's very unlike the Leafs to peak early, right? Very <laughs> unlike them. They would not. I guess we can, go, we can go down this dance all we want about, yeah, you know, obviously the season itself is going to, the referendum is coming in April. But yeah. like, again, the, yeah. everything mm-hmm. is what it is, right? Unfortunately, I'd love to be able to poke holes in it. But when I look at it, I go, I think they're going to be a better team than the Bruins the rest of the, from here to the rest of the season. Does that mean they can catch and pass? You know, what did Zach say? They're eight points behind. Like, are they going to be 10 points better the rest of the way? Well, I mean, honestly, a lot of that comes down to overtimes and shootouts and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, like, it is what it is, man. I I just, you know, for a regular season, they're pretty good. And Don Schultz mentioning in the chat here, Kairou out as well. And uh, unfortunately, I had to read this comment from D, just reminding <laughs> me that uh, Leafs get Tampa and then Boston playoff path for all their efforts. And yeah, it's great. Yeah. It's wonderful. Just sitting all here like watching true, this. So. All of that has nothing to do with the rest of the regular season. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Last game we'll touch on here uh, before we wrap this one up. Battle of Alberta. Uh, this one is going to be... Should be exciting. I don't know how exciting it will be considering that these two teams are in the spots that they are right now. There hasn't been as much animosity between them so far this season, but Edmonton, one point back of Calgary right now outside of a playoff spot. Uh, Calgary is holding on to that last wildcard spot in the West. They're, Calgary's 4-2-4 four, and four in their last 10. They're Goaltending hasn't been great. Markstrom's been 8-9-4 on the season. Vladar, 9-0-3. This one is just not have the allure that it should have, uh, especially considering the offseason moves that were made for each of these teams and where they thought they would be. But, um, Matt, is there anything that like kind of excites you in this game or that you'd be looking at from a betting perspective? Uh, the only thing excite- that excites me about this game is that Calgary has to go on the road to Seattle tomorrow after it. That is, so uh, <laughs> I'll give you sort of a pre-bet. Grab the Kraken tomorrow at plus anything, even sort of maybe a short minus type of situation on the money line. As far as this price is concerned, I have this at 125, meaning plus 125, minus 125. So fair price on the Oilers, and you're paying the tax if you want to bet the Flames. So, And when I say fair price on the under Oilers, certainly doesn't mean bet it that just means that's where the price should be and i would need what uh almost close to plus 150 to get in on the oilers so we're certainly closer to that than we are betting on the flames here so nothing for me all right yeah so money alex all right i got nothing i got nothing yeah Well, for that one, just lock in and hopefully we get some type of fireworks and uh, maybe a ton of goal scoring and some guys come to life. and Better uh, game than it is a bet, probably, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, fair enough. Yeah. All right, well, guys, unless there's any other ones that you want to just throw out last minute, we can kind of, Matt, go ahead. I'll be on the Arizona Coyotes tonight at plus 200. <laughs> I'm right. trying to figure out how the how the Avalanche are priced the where they are, and they keep winning shootouts and overtime games as like favorites without Landis Gog and McKinnon, and it's driving me nuts. 
Uh, but once we hit plus 200 with the Coyotes, I'm absolutely into that. And uh, sorry to say, so money, I'll be on the Sharks tonight as I'm unloading a clip here uh, at plus 129. I think you might be able to get a little bit better than that. I don't know who is laying, you know, minus 140 with this Vancouver Canucks team at this point, but uh, more power to them. Uh, the number has come down. Okay, so everybody's grab jumping in on the Sharks. Good for them. And what kind of goaltending are we going to get out of the Los Angeles Kings tonight? I don't know, but I'm back on my Kings BS. Kings minus 110 over the Golden Knights. Again, you can see the theme here cracking up. Uh, Bruins and Golden Knights slightly down, uh, and we're, that's how I'm going to ride out the next couple of weeks of, of my life. What could possibly go wrong? One uh, <laughs> tiny, tiny thing that I thought was interesting um, is that since December 1st, very small sample size, so obviously, you know, don't put a ton of stock into it, but since December 1st, the Avalanche are 32nd in the NHL with a 3.94 shooting percentage at 5-on-5, five five, which is, like, insanely unlucky insanely unlucky so like matt's like how do they keep winning games like they should probably be winning games by a bit more than they are right now i would say but yeah but that's that, but that's kind of the point though when you don't have the good players well they still have some very good players <laughs> of course yeah. but like relative you know, obviously you know, yeah but, yeah but like, relative re to who they're missing though yes i for sure yeah, yeah. For sure. like again and and by the way all of this is relative to price too because yeah. when you're constantly priced in the minus two and without those two guys like what's the price supposed to be when those guys are back right now obviously yeah. you see you know the minus 400s and that sort of thing when the avalanche play full strength but i just uh, thought that just was insane that like 3.94 is like it's just i've never I, you don't see something that low ever i mean no. like the, then you know the most like i think the all the other teams ahead of them are basically in like the six percent range so it's just and then you know obviously but the expectation like the 12 13 at the top so but the wild. expectation should be closer you know like in that direction like that's directionally correct obviously that's a massive outlier but they keep ending up in these zero zero going to overtime one one going to a shootout type games and you're just like yeah i guess keep winning as minus 175 yeah. <laughs> favorites despite not being able to score so i i i just want to see a Jonas johansson sighting like that's that's, yeah. that's, that's, <laughs> that's that's all i'm asking for every time every time he gets called up he, he got called up again and, Every time he gets called up, I get I get super excited and like <laughs> I just I just want to see him in that. I um I agree with Matt on the Kings. I'm just waiting to see um some clarity on the um on the Vegas uh, roster situation and also um it does friends now going for the Kings um with Quick and Copley as unbelievable as that is to say. Um and finally in the Canucks game. If you have access to live betting, bet on the team that goes down to nothing in that game. Um, <laughs> or, or if you think the Canucks are going to win, um, just bet a regulation draw because they can only win in win in overtime. Besides that, Edmonton yeah. game. That's right. All right, and last thing here, a little comment from the chat: Don Schultz saying he's on the Preds tonight. Believe Soros steals it for them. So, oh, I'm also go. on the Predators. That's the eighth game for everybody <laughs> nice. who is. Uh, yeah looking at home going i think he's only mentioned seven games so the predators yeah. have hurt me too much <laughs> yeah i'm ready to get hurt again i'll go back to that well 
All right. Well, thank you to everyone who tuned in here today. Matt, Alex, so money. Thank you guys for joining. Hopefully you enjoyed your holidays and get ready uh, for more NHL action as we come back from this break with a ton of games here tonight. So thank you to everyone who tuned in. You can find all of our picks on the BetSamp app in the Find Better section as Edgework. You can find us on YouTube as Edgework as well. Subscribe, turn on notifications there, and you can find us on Twitter at Edgework Show. Thank you so much for everyone tuning in today. Thank you guys for your insight, for the best bets. Good luck on your bets tonight, and I will see you all next Tuesday. Go Crackers.